Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you see your partner is struggling, you have to step up for them. My God, does Penn have good hair? <laughs> Blistered, bloody, do you want a ham sandwich? You guys were tough to catch. The first thing that had to go was Raquel's blow dryer. And by the way, I get my news from Kim. Put your big girl pants on. <laughs> I'm, I was going to hitch my wagon to that train. I was like, they're going places. Our donkey was like in between a taco and an ice cream cone. <laughs> do not cheer for me right now because this should be you and I'm miserable. <laughs> It was a long haul to get to the bung. Mom and dad are scary. It's like these two are too smart for their own good. <laughs> well, you think we all drank that long <laughs> off of leg money? No. <laughs> of course you're hot flight attendants. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Kim. And I'm Penn, and this is, I believe, our ninth. Tenth? Well, we did a double for the first one and a double for the last one. So this is our Doesn't even matter. ninth Amazing Race special. And this is kind of a post game to meet some of the other racers that we became very close friends with during the Amazing Race season 33. And I know you're excited about this one. So this is Kayla Platt and Raquel Moore. They were runners up for season 33. And first, we, we are going to be talking to Ryan and Dusty, hopefully Lulu Lala, Rune and Natalia, Phil. Phil wants to get on the podcast, but I'm especially excited to bring you Kayla and Raquel. They ended as, as team number two. They have the second best average of any female team that has ever run this race. They are fierce competitors. I pegged them from day one as just like I'm, I was going to hitch my wagon to that train. I was like, they, they're going places. And so it was great to be able to talk to them. Yeah. And we're going to talk not only about the race, but really just about their lives before and after. They are fascinating women. So much has happened to them even since the race has been over. So it, like catching up is really nice too. Uh, I think you're really going to love hearing from both of them. I will say, give you a he little headline because we got to it kind of later in the show. Raquel, go to theraquelmore.com. She started a, a life coaching business and I will tell you in the show, I will tell you the life advice she gave me that I still use to this day. And on the other side, before we get going, because this was kind of toward the end, Kayla and Dusty, one of the other racers, have been doing a podcast all season long and Kayla's got a real knack for it. It is the Pit Stop Podcast if you want to check out some of their stuff. They are a joy. You saw them laughing and giggling on the show, and that is them in real life. So yeah. here we go. Raquel and Kayla. I am so excited to see your faces. Hi. <sighs> it's so good to see you two. Oh my we got to like we got to see you in Miami to watch the finale. I know. So talk to it like what was that was hard. That was hard. So what was that like, like watching it on a, in a TV screen like the size of a football field? <laughs> well, I mean, it was I, I, I think for me, it was nice to finally like rip that final bandaid off because I think it's hard when it initially happens. And then you have, you know, several months to kind of like heal yourself and, you know, get into like a better place with it. And then to have to rewatch that all over again and then just to see how close it was and to see something like 
the candy trip us up. We're like, the candy. The candy. The candy. <laughs> I, 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 this, the lack of common sense thinking that they're amazing race colors. Cause I'm like, uh, yellow, like mustard yellow or red. Like, that's such an random, odd like, choice. I didn't even have like, <laughs> It's like who who has candy that's the candy. color of chicken McNugget sauce? Like yes, it just never you would is, do yeah. that. Because <laughs> I remember that that final challenge. Think to Kayla like, well, the candy has to be this color. Like what? Like what is this random color? And like I never even in my mind thought, oh, that's the amazing race color. Like, oh, <laughs> but we sense. but we had it. We did change it to the amazing race colors multiple times. But that was also the moments that we had changed the coin. <laughs> Like, honestly, like it, it made me feel a little better watching it back, seeing that you guys got faults too, because honestly, like, again, we're separated by a wall and we're just like focused on what we're doing and like actually having like a full blown meltdown. And so like, I don't know what you guys are doing. And then, so watching it back and seeing that you guys got fault, like made it feel a little (laughs) better because I thought you guys just like came in got it first try and I was like wow that's embarrassing <laughs> like, I, I mean yeah we, we no we definitely it, it took some time to totally. go through all of the different ones and I we, we got everyone got caught up on the coin because you guys didn't look at the coin like you're ready to get the bleep out of there like no one wanted to no one wanted to look at the coin I know Raquel's yeah. like you know are we sure about the coin I'm like I have no idea I didn't see the coin I literally just screamed bloody murder when you got it and I was like let's, let's go. go you know and so I was like did you look at it she's like I mean I know it's gold but then like you guys saw it wasn't like a true like gold mm. so that's the finale but that's like bloop 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 yeah. back it up two years because we've talked about the finale enough over the last couple of yes, days haven't we've we all, yeah, yes we've all yes we're good we're good so two years we first, what I think a lot of people don't realize about these shows is you're not really permitted to talk to the other teams unless cameras are rolling and cameras are not always rolling. So you just kind of see other people. So we're trying to figure out who these people are and the giggle twins. I think I'm trying to remember what we called you, but you guys were always laughing like we were always oh, trying to before, be like, before in, we yeah. met met you so we, you guys were always laughing so i was always trying to like be <gasps> near you in the room because you guys seemed like so much <laughs> fun but that's why when i met you we you see us meeting like in the first episode in the charlotte airport i'm like of course you're hot flight attendants i'm like i was trying to figure out what the story was i'm like yes that makes sense you're hot flight attendants so um did you guys have any first impressions of us uh, oh. Yeah, you were hot mom and dad who were from Southern California <laughs> and you were news reporters. And I feel like we got part of that, right? We got the hot part, right? We got the former, you know, TV personnel, right? We just didn't get the Southern Cal. We just totally got the wrong coast. There's something, uh, I guess, something about us that screams Southern California I'll because Dusty and Ryan said the same thing. And Taylor and Isaiah also said the same thing. They all assumed that we were from California, which is very sweet. Well, you're beautiful and blonde. I, I mean, it kind of fits. No, that's you know, gray, Raquel. I'm just making sure you know that's not blonde. It's turned white. But thank you. But we met. Do you, do you remember? What? Go ahead. Wait, really quick, Pen. When we were taking pictures um, in, in Florida for the finale, and I was right above you, and I said, wow, I've never seen your head, you know, the top of your head, obviously. <laughs> and I said, my God, does Pen have good hair? I mean, it is full. There's not a single ounce of like loss over here. So he's got good hair. Oh, I'm knocking on wood right now. I'm knocking on wood. He does have good hair. Yeah, and Phil guys- always like on the, like, I, like they don't show every conversation, but every time we roll up to the mat, he's like, and your hair still looks great. Like he was really into Ben's hair. Uh, and Ryan's cast. Right. So uh, like, let's go back to the, the kind of preconceived notions and the fact that we had to, on these races, you spend quite a lot of time around people and able to stare at them, but not say anything to them because there were like hall monitors there saying like, don't talk. I understand why. It's part of the gamesmanship of the race, right? They want you to have these preconceived notions. And then when we actually had to fly out to London, when cameras were rolling, we got a chance to meet you guys. And that part was on camera, but that was such a relief just to have a free conversation with somebody. Yes. And you guys were just immediately so interesting and funny and the kind of people that, like we realized we're not going to be able to do this because we're going to be on a race, but we're going to want to hang out with these people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh no, immediately. I was like, I mean, obviously you were depicted as like, you know, the mom and dad or whatever, but like, that's truly how we felt. Like you guys are always smiling. You just have this like calming, like aura about you to where like, yeah, we, we giggled throughout the whole thing, but we were also incredibly nervous. Like we didn't have a background in like, you know, being on TV. Well, I guess Raquel, you know, she was the new, you know, a news anchor in Chicago, but we were just normal. We were normal flight attendants. We didn't like save a life. We didn't go viral. So like, it was just like a very intimidating thing to kind of go into. And also with like a million dollars on the line, you know, to where I would just like, I felt like a sense of calmness, like that I get out of like my own parents. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like I just want to be around them as much as possible (laughs) because like, I just feel calm and I feel like collected around them. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you felt that way. I, Kim, I called you mom, not just because you're a mom, but I was like, oh my God, I feel like you're my mom. Like you're so nurturing by nature. And I'm like, you're the closest thing I have to a mom. <laughs> I was like, I will take care of you. Like love and empathy. <laughs> well, and, and again, these are all just brief moments that we had at the airport. And then the race starts and we don't see y'all for a while because you have gotten well ahead of us for the first couple of legs. Like it, you guys were tough to catch. You finished very well on the early legs. I think Scotland, we got ahead of you guys. Like we were never really on the course at the same time. And I tell people this, when when this season diverged from other seasons, you know, because of COVID, it wasn't just because we had to shut down and come back up in 19 days, but we months. all, ex- we months, excuse me, we all experienced the same kind of trauma of seeing this global, global pandemic coming, learning that this thing that we'd been training for, for as long as we could remember was going to be canceled. And then having like a few precious moments in that hotel, like all together before we had to go home. And that's where I think some real relationships were forged on this race. Yeah. Do you guys, did you guys have any suspicions that the race was going to be stopped? Honestly, me and Raquel live in our little bubble. You saw that we didn't even know what Brexit was. <laughs> um, so we were just like, wow, we're getting like a lot of extra time in the hotel. <laughs> you know, oh my gosh. <laughs> they're going to let us go down to the bar. <laughs> like we, I mean, I can't speak for Raquel too. Cause we, that's just not a topic that we discuss. Um, but no, I like, I thought something was definitely going on. Like something was wrong, but I didn't know that it had, anything to do with like a pandemic. Like it was like briefly discussed and brought up like before leaving. Mm-hmm. But again, like I'm just so like in my own world and like I fly and I'm on the go and I'm just, I don't pay attention to the news <laughs> to where I, I truthfully was like, what? Like there's a <laughs> pandemic. Like I was just like, kind of like the dumb, like blonde. I mean, my hair's not blonde right now, but like I, I didn't, I didn't have any idea. <laughs> Raquel. <laughs> well, I remember we weren't supposed to talk, but I remember we were all leaving our rooms to go out to have like lunch or dinner downstairs. And because we'd all obviously in the same vicinity, even though we couldn't, you know, converse. But I remember looking at Penn and being like, is this bad? And you're like, yeah, no, like, this oh, is really yeah. bad. And I got my news from Penn because like I didn't really understand the severity. <laughs> no one really understood the severity at the time. I mean, every you know, I think when we were there, it was like Italy started closing mm-hmm. down and things the started cruise ship. You know, trickling. Yeah. Yeah, yes. But I looked at you and you were like, oh, this is worse than we even think. And I'm like, if Penn thinks this is bad. And by the way, I get my news from Kim. So just so you know, like there's that's the chain of command. I was like, baby, we're going home. (laughs) We're going home. We were both watching, but she watches it a little more closely than I do. I remember being in the hotel. It was the day after the crazy Scott, the, the crazy leg, which I don't. Don't you feel like they didn't show enough of the trauma? Yeah. Of that leg. Well, that was so I hard. Remember no, them I wish they showed that Kayla crying. That would have been great. Hold on, Kayla cried? Oh, uh, sob. Oh, my God. So, Stop like, if you sobbing. see me go, if you see Raquel and I at the mat with Phil at that end, like, at the pit stop, you know, he's like, you guys are sixth. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, I, you, like, my eyes, like, like, bubbled over. Like, I, like, have no emotion. It was, like, the only time on, on The Amazing Race that I feel like... I wasn't giggling and I wasn't smiling. Like I was emotionally depleted. Um, I was supposed to do the bagpipes, like, you know, in our strategy of, you know, alternating or however we went into the roadblock situation. And I was like, I can't Raquel, I can't do it. Like I, 
I'm not an aggressive driver. I'm from the South. I'm like a 10 and two. Like I, I maybe go two miles over the speed limit and you know, Raquel and like the extra YouTube video, she's like, go, go over that little curb. And like, it literally wasn't even a curb. It was like the smallest thing ever. I was like, Raquel, I can't like, I, like, I was like, I Kayla, just... put your big girl pants on. <laughs> no, you were, you were cheering me on. Cause I didn't want to do the bagpipes. And I was like, okay, I got to take one for the team. Cause she's having a rough day. And you're cheering me on like the good, teammate that you are and I was looking at you like if I hear another peep out of you I'm gonna <laughs> I was like just giving you this look like do not cheer for me right now because this should be you and I'm miserable <laughs> and then like we had to reverse the car like multiple times it took us like an hour plus to find the bung I mean it was a nightmare and I feel like that was everybody's it took us forever to find the car I mean yeah yeah we were actually just, one of so the many- last yeah, we were one of the last teams to find the car. And obviously, like, we made up a lot of ground throughout yeah. the day. But starting off last finding the car, we thought we were in last the whole entire time until we saw people at the barrels. The barrels was the Very first late. moment where we caught up with people. So that whole entire morning... Oh, yeah, the bagpipe. Sorry. That whole morning, it was a long haul to get to the bung, which, you know, they didn't, they didn't even show. show. They didn't show the bung. Wes, you had it. So we should say this. And there's pictures I, that, that's of why it. I feel like the fact that we keep saying, saying the bung, the bung and, we should explain this. And to the people, super right? fans, yeah. the super fans do these like recap podcasts. They're like, why was it taking him two hours to go? What's three miles from the airport or the train station? I'm like, you guys. We drove, it was like a 30 mile drive. We, yes. and we stopped in some ladies, there was no word, no word asked directions. And so we like literally went into this woman's house, like in a, like so she, did we. And yeah. And she like, had just lost her dog and she was in, in her nightgown. Brawless in a bathroom. And she had dial up internet. In. She let us in her she house. She was wonderful. I hit a, I hit a beer truck on the way. Yeah. He hit it and they wouldn't, they didn't. Knock the side view mirror off. I of heard. It. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so funny because coach. And Anthony and Spencer, and because he, we found the car right away, and he can drive really well, and he's left-handed, so I feel like being on the opposite side of the road worked for him. And they literally, we didn't say follow us, guys. Never, we never said that. They just all started following us. So this train of people, and then he hits the car, and they're like, oh, and they 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 didn't even get, they didn't bother getting directions. They didn't know where they're going, but they just left us there. Good thing for us. The beer guy gave us directions. The beer guy gave us directions. (laughs) The guy whose car we hit. So, well, and that's what's so fun about watching it back is because that was the first, we obviously had an emotional and like friendship connection with you guys. And I knew that you guys would be underestimated. I personally don't think her and I ever underestimated you guys, but we didn't see it until that leg. That leg, you guys. That was such a hard day for Raquel and I, and we heard and we kind of saw the the navigation where you guys led, and that was the moment for Raquel and I where we were like, "Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> mom and mom and dad are scary." Like, <laughs> mom and dad can read a map. Yeah. I mean. Well, in that first day in London. We were like actually not too far behind that initial pack and we did this like crazy hard thing. The second day in London, we screwed up royally, but still finished well. But I loved, I'm like, we're middle of the pack. Nobody's going to see us coming. Everybody's going to underestimate us. Um, And I think as women, women are always underestimated. So that's why we were going to be a dynamic duo from the start. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you were, if I was a fan watching the show and even just, I mean, you know, watching the show from our perspective, I mean, I called it from the beginning. I was like, Oh, mom and dad are the best because that first day, even though you came in fourth, you were still the first person to finish that puzzle. That was so hard for everybody else to finish. So if you had done the challenge that we did, I was like, it's not a good indicator. They came in fourth, but you're basing it on them doing something completely different than we're doing. I was like, these two are too smart for their own good. (laughs) Well, Yeah, we felt the same way about you guys. Um, we we got a chance to go over to get to know everyone better. I don't want to uh, talk too much over production, but um, when the race got suspended, we uh, had some time at the Hilton in Glasgow. We had some time, and mom and dad had memorized their credit card numbers, so everybody could have a nice Bless time. Bless you, <laughs> mom and dad Bless dropped you. some dough for us to all have one too many cocktails. You're welcome, we were like, Phil. Putting down putting down the big bucks on our tab. <laughs> But that was it. I mean, that was a and great time. I didn't time. even know that. I didn't know that until you were like, we, they're like, everybody was given like 14 pounds in leg money, and everybody's like, pull your yeah. money, people, pull your money. Yeah, I remember. But then what's funny is everyone's like, oh, yeah, we all wait, we all spent our leg money. I go, no, our leg money was gone within 30 minutes of that whole outing. I go, 
Kim and Ben memorized their credit card. And everyone's like, what? And I go, yeah, you think we all drank that long <laughs> off of leg money? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good times. No good times. And we will be right back. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or even exhilarating. But one thing's for certain. If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you will gain insights and uncover truths that you can only find in therapy. Get those personal breakthroughs and judgment-free support by signing up for Talkspace. At Talkspace.com, you can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. There's no need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. It's mental health care made easy. Talkspace is also affordable and in-network with most major insurers. To celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering every listener of this podcast $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash Holderness to get $80 off your first month with code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash Holderness with code SPACE80. When the race started back up, I, I want to ask about what kind of work you guys did, how much you kept in touch in between the two times, because it seemed like your mindsets were were different. And you guys like were really bringing joy to every single scene. Like If, if you guys haven't watched any of the YouTube clips that they put on as like, Extra. You know, extras for the shows. It's always Raquel and Kayla getting into some sort of situation and laughing <laughs> their way through it. And I remember like watching, I mean, I knew the outcome, but even as someone who hadn't watched it, I had, I mean, they, they, they work together so well, particularly in adverse times, you guys found this like joyous way to get through everything. And I yeah. was wondering if there, if that was just because you'd become closer friends or if that's something that you talked about, it, it was, I thought it was fascinating. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think I can speak for both of us. I definitely think the show brought us closer together. Absolutely. Even though we lived together in New York City, we both had, you know, we were both gone at different times and had just different things going on in our lives. And Kayla was always gone. She was in a serious relationship at the time. And so we just definitely grew to be a lot stronger. But I think for me, it was just having lost our job for a year and, you know, just this loss of, I think a lot of people were dealing with mental health issues during COVID when you don't have that sense of community and things are taken from you. And so I just really tried working on myself. I knew how hard it was for me the first time doing the show because, you know, you can't talk to your loved ones. You're putting these crazy stressful situations every day. You're on camera. So it's just like you, you know, in a sense are letting go control you know, in an aspect of your life. And so I just knew coming back on the show is like, I'm just going to enjoy this and have fun with this because at the end of the day, the reality is I'm on a reality show chasing a bunch of people for, you know, in, in running around the world for a million dollars. So I was like, let's just have fun. You know, my grandpa said it best. He's like, just do the best you can. That's all you can do. Yeah. You know, have fun with it. So I think that's just what we did. I was in a good place mentally. I'd, you know, come off being in a really hard place and, um, we just came in with the right mindset. Yeah. And going like just to touch base off of like, we both went through something that was like kind of unbelievably amazing and then had to come back to something that was like unbelievably disappointing, you know, losing our job. So we kind of dealt with the burden of 
dang, we were so close to having this opportunity because I didn't think we were going back to the amazing race. I really didn't think it was, I I was like, no way, no mm-hmm. way with this pandemic. It didn't seem to be slowing down. Like, I just didn't think that they could find a safe way to do it, um, which obviously they did. And I'm grateful for, but yeah, like we, our jobs were taken away. And even though we got them back shortly before going back, it's not the same job that we left. The way that travel is right now, it's not as glamorous of a career as it was when we started, you know, five years ago when we met each other. And so we said like the first day getting to Switzerland, I was like, oh my God, I feel like, I feel like myself again. Like, you know, her and I both were like, I felt like we lost a bit of ourselves and we had to go through that together as friends you know, just losing a piece of ourselves and like trying to put it back together without that major component, which was travel. We obviously think Amazing Race and Elise and Bertram for like finding a way to like do this safely. But like it honestly like brought a piece of like our identity back together and like to see her be excited and like, you know, a piece of her come back. And then I, you know, I'm sure she saw it in me too. Like we were just, we couldn't not have fun, you Mm -hmm. know, like, we're like, this is awesome. I mean, our life, Kayla, like our lives were so active. I mean, we used to travel around the world, you know, around the country constantly. And then it was just all, all of a sudden you're like at home all the time and you're just confined. And it it's just, it was such a strange, I mean, you know, everyone, you know, went through the same thing, but just cause we, you know, we're on the go more, but it was just such a strange time in our life. Um, it was really hard in a lot of ways. So it was like a breath of fresh air being able to, you know, be out of the country and to be traveling again. Our teams, mom and dad and Raquel and Kayla here, because we weren't, we were allowed to talk on airplanes and such like that. But once in the hotels, we were very confined because of COVID. There was a sign, there was a signal that we would yell out the windows when we wanted. Do we all do it at the same time? (laughs) 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 But then, like, you guys wouldn't hear us and it would get really, like, very, like, like so really, we, like really, like murderous sounding. So we would yell at them, and I feel the same. We would yell it to you guys really loud. I'm like, are they are they deaf? Are they prematurely going deaf? Like, can they not hear this? So the answer is yes. Like rocks, attempted rocks. <laughs> so caca. And I remember like one time, didn't you say like you threw an apple at our window, but it landed like at Matt's window, like the producers. <laughs> Yes, he was directly below us. And again, we're side by side. So Raquel's having to like, uh, what is that? What's a didgeridoo? Not a didgeridoo, that's the instrument. Boomerang. She's like having to like boomerang it into your window. Wow, if you were to throw a didgeridoo into a window, that would do some damage. And it wasn't to talk strategy. No, I I wanted to make that clear. We weren't cheating. We just wanted other humans to talk to. We wanted help with crossword puzzles. I wanted crossword answers. I was like, who would know this? I was like, I have to ask Penn and Kim. I have to. Like, I would sit there for 20 minutes and I couldn't get it. And I was like, Raquel, I got a caca again. You just just caca'd. And I go, I have to caca again. I need this crossword answer to get the other four around it. Kayla, do you remember when we accidentally hit Matt's window and he sticks his hat out and he's looking everywhere? Like, what was that? And I was like, that's a weird bird. What was that? Like, and Matt's just like looking everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God, we almost got caught. I didn't know that. That's really funny. (laughs) Oh yeah. It was like, I mean, for a good 30 seconds, he's just like, did anyone else hear that? What's happening? I'm like, like, they have weird birds in Switzerland. It is so strange here, right? Oh my gosh. But again, no strategy was discussed. It was exclusively crossword puzzles. It was crossword puzzles. (laughs) Kayla still has an addiction to crossword puzzles. Thanks to the show. I do. And I Mm -hmm. do the Wordle every day. I was obsessed with that video that you guys put out, but like, I still have the crossword book that I had during Amazing Race because I still, even with all the time that we had, I did not finish it. You didn't finish it. So, okay. We, there were laughs. Laughs were had. I think that it was so much fun. And I think one of the reasons why this cast is so bonded is because we did travel and we would do those long plane flights together. But what was, so there was fun times for sure. And being on the race is amazing. What would you say was the hardest part of the race or the experience as a whole for you guys? I think the wait time in between each leg, because, you know, unlike, a, you know, a normal non-COVID season, it's like you're racing back to back. And for Kayla and I, we're kind of just used to being go, go, go and, you know, running through different time zones and on a lack of sleep. And so, yes, it was nice that we had more rest, but, you know, 24, 48 hours in a hotel room when you don't have 
cell phones and the TV has two channels that aren't even in English half the time um, and just not being able to talk to your family and all of your comforts back home. And I think that's hard. And then just coming off of the stress of, you know, each leg of the race and then, you know, you're processing everything and you're sitting in your room. And I just, for me, it's like, I go stir crazy. Like I can't even spend a day at home and I start going crazy. So that was the hardest part for me personally. Yeah, I would 100% second that. And then only to add to it, I'm used to like playing sports where it's like it's a team effort. You have a group of people. We were obviously still a team, but it's just one and two, you know, to where if someone falters or if someone slips up, you know, it's either on her or it's on me is how we looked at that. Mm -hmm. And that was something that I think we got better at over time was to not put that pressure on each other because it just becomes overwhelming at time, you know, but it was extremely nerve wracking, you know, to do a roadblock and be like, Oh my gosh, if I don't get out of here, like I'm letting Raquel down, you know, mm -hmm. and then, then she would feel the same way. And I had to be like, Raquel, that's not how I feel at all. You know, like I'm proud of you. You're fine. And then uh, it was like, as I would say those words to her, I realized like, Oh, well, I need to keep that mindset when I go into it. So like, there was definitely some like personal growth that needed to happen there because yeah, I mean, it's just like, I'm, I'm not only letting her down, but I'm letting her down like on television, you know, where like my parents who are just diehard fans of the show, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to let them down. I just had to, I just had to learn to be like kind to myself, uh, which Raquel told me that was, she goes, you need to learn to be kind to yourself. And I go, Oh my God, you're right. Um, that was, that was hard for me, which I think a lot of people don't really see was I really was hard on myself. I had to learn to just take it easy and yeah. have fun. And I did that. I think we all were hard on ourselves at some point or another during this race. I think we can all look at two or three moments where we probably could have given ourselves a little more of, of a break. But I mean, you guys, you, you communicated well, your friendship seemed to grow in front of us as we were watching. You guys had you know, it peaked with these like leg win celebrations that you have because you each have your own unique method of celebration. It's like a lot of jumping. Raquel, Raquel's very fisty. She's like <laughs> legs spread fisty. And Kayla is like a jumping butt out, arms <laughs> forward. Like we're, it's almost like us, uh, a jumping air squat that she does each time. And it's like every time you did it, I'm like, here comes the jumping butt squat from Kayla. And here comes... <laughs> The legs spread, <laughs> air punching from Raquel, and it was. It was great. <laughs> but it to was see. so filled with joy. I like. I don't think. Even it, though you were kicking our butt, so much about myself. <laughs> There's just like I think it's just unbridled joy, and it was impossible not to smile when I you guys know. won a leg or even a challenge. I know it was fun, even though you were kicking our butts at the time. I was like, well, that's pretty good. I'll give him that. <laughs> I mean, it's just like look at the competition we're going up against. You know, it's you guys and Dusty and Ryan. And even like Natalia and Arun in the Domani's challenge. Like, it's just like everyone here was so great. And everyone also was so competitive, but we're also like friends to where like, it's just like, yeah. I mean, just like words can't express. It was like a full body like movement. I was like, oh my God. It's like, I was just, just so happy. Awesome. There's, I mean, there are all these the little moments. told us. Oh, sorry, the producers really quick. The producers told us that after we had won first place in Greece for the first time, they said they've never seen a team celebrate like they it was like we won the whole show. And they're like, you know, you just won like one leg of the race. I'm like, yeah, but we also just want a trip to Kwai. It's a big deal. <laughs> no, uh, no, they told us that like I was coming in like yeah. bloody. I mean, I was like hey, blistered, bloody. Yeah. And they're like, do you want a ham sandwich? Yeah. You really should have seen Raquel and Kayla. They yeah. were great. I'm like, guys, too soon. Yeah. <laughs> too soon. It's good, good for them. I, I, I'm scarred for life. Scarred for, for life, them. but yeah. cool. Good yeah. No, well, I was very, very proud of you guys. I, I do want to go over just a couple of moments. And these aren't really like heavy moments. They're just moments that I'd, I'd love to get your personal opinion on that we can put some video over and talk about. Raquel eating the souvlaki. Was, also heard about that was my second to favorite. I'm going to tell you my first favorite. That was my second favorite moment in the show, which again, the producers are like, congrats on your leg. You should have seen Raquel eat this souvlaki. Literally, we checked in. They're like, you guys did great. Raquel just <laughs> put an entire souvlaki down. Her so take us through that, ladies. I have a big mouth. Okay. First of all, imagine coming in like first or second. We were neck and neck. It was like first or second place to the Dolmades challenge. 
And I'm like, okay, I got this. Like I've, I've eaten plenty of tomatoes in my life. And then I just kept messing up and I had no idea what I was doing wrong. So I'm leaving in very dead last place. I mean, at one point I was like, I think this is how we're going to lose. I'm just not going to understand how to make tomatoes. And so when we get to, so we found the souvlaki um, place really quickly. I mean, honestly, we did a great job finding that. And so all I knew is that I messed up so badly and I got us in last place that I had to use this massive mouth of mine and just inhale the souvlaki. And I love my partner, but this woman eats so slow. I mean, if it was up to her, we probably would have been eliminated that round. And I mean, here she is. She's like eating like a fry or two, like kind of gagging because she doesn't like mustard. And I'm like, and I'm like, just not even breathing through the whole thing. Like I was an absolute animal. I was like, my significant other is either going to be turned on or completely repulsed by me. It's going to be one or the other. And I just, I just down that thing so fast, like an absolute just, filthy animal but i was like, <laughs> like i gotta do this because there was nobody else around and then finally rune and natalia came so i knew that we weren't in last place and then they didn't know how to supposed to walk you so i was like okay that's a little bit of a saving grace for a second <laughs> it's a tiny bit of breathing room but i was like wow like i and then they were like filming me and i have food all over my face and i'm getting in it i was like oh i must really look like an animal eating this Kayla? But, but like from like second hand like we get this thing i'm like oh like souvlaki like one when she said it i couldn't understand it so when she spelled it i was like oh my god raquel i was literally blown away but then when she handed it to me i was like oh like okay i've had this i like this and then i see it and it's got fries and mustard on top and i go I don't think you're supposed to have fries and mustard on top. <laughs> so in my mind, American. I'm like, I don't like mustard. And I, yeah, I'm a slow eater. So I take like two French fries. I'm thinking like, let me just get the French fries off. And then like, maybe then I can help out. And I'm like, just staring at these gross French fries with mustard, trying to eat them. I drop one. I have to pick it up. I put that in my mouth. And then I go to like help Raquel. And I just notice that her like jaw is unhinged and the camera's like right up in her. And I'm kind of like, move, I need to get a bite. And then I'm like, oh, she's done. It was an extremely tight angle. And then, I mean, just like the, just the, the way that you said, like, I'm savage, savage. like just like half comatose. I was, that was number two. That was my number two favorite moment with you guys. My number one favorite moment. I'm interested. Was when uh, the boys were on the mat and they were all pumped in Corsica like, at the creek and they took their shirts off and they did a cutaway of you guys making fun of the boys <laughs> taking their shirts off and flexing. And I'm so glad they kept that moment in. And then it just kind of led to like a little bit more of the narrative like these guys are such um <laughs> such testosterone jolts every love time they them. come around and we, we do love them but just that one it was only like a one or two seconds on the on the tv but i thought that summed you guys up so well in your personality because i know you guys and that wasn't meant to, to be like oh, i hate these guys you were openly making fun of them <laughs> for ripping their shirts off at the finish line yeah and like yeah, it, yeah. I, but it wasn't just just about like the shirt thing it was Again, like we were just having so much fun through it and like we knew that they were competitive. But yeah, when they come in and like, I mean, there's just steam coming out of the ears. <laughs> like there's no smiling. It's like you guys just came from last all the way to third. Like, you know, how about a smile, whatever. And it was just like, yeah, before they could crack a smile, they had to crack the life vest, <laughs> life vest you know. And so honestly, we were making fun of them, but also trying to be like, will you guys like smile and laugh and have a good time for a second? Because you just beast moded your way through that whole leg but i mean yeah that's just like we just like to poke the bear just because like <laughs> we're all friends but like my favorite part honestly wasn't even us mocking them it was the guy the, the guy the greeter who was, was like, like <laughs> you know and i was like See, yeah. good edit there yeah my second favorite part was definitely the band validating what I already was making fun of. But my favorite part was 100% making fun of them. I was like, this is great. Like, I'm going to soak this in. Because, I mean, I would just make fun of anybody. I mean, I make fun of myself all the time. But I was like, this is such perfect timing. And they're such bros. And, like, yes, they worked very hard for their bodies, 100%. But I was like, oh, I need to poke at them right now. <laughs> now, um, you guys have, do you guys know this? Do you have the second highest female average of any female team that has ever run this race someone yes, told us someone that told in us miami this. and i like i'm just like what no like i feel like so and i also feel like lulu and lala were a very strong team i feel like our season had two female teams and both very strong 
Um, and you guys finish second. You have the second highest of any other female team that's ever run this race. To me, when people ask me about you, I always said that you guys had like this go, go, go energy, like this, like, like you, that first day you kind of like jumped over that wall. I mean, you guys were like, what do you think it is that made you so successful slash and, or why aren't more female teams this successful in this race from your perspective? I, I think that uh, Kayla and I's, our strengths and weaknesses are really different. So I think that helps, you know, I think that the things obviously that she's really good at, I'm not, and we pick up each other's slack really well in that way. So I think we just work together well as a team. I think just our ability to always, you know, Kayla uses this word a lot, be our biggest cheerleaders, which is what we were on the show. Um, I, you know, I think that that was huge because we always just supported each other and communicated well. And like, we, you know, didn't have petty drama and, um, we were just in this race together, you know, like two good friends that just had a great time and we appreciated that. And I think just, you know, we analyze like every leg and what we could do better. And we really learned to kind of take a step back and slow things down and, you know, control the game more, you know, in a slower pace. Cause I think the biggest mistakes are made when you're just rushing through things. So I think that we just, I think you saw just us grow, you know, as racers on the show, as individuals throughout the race, um, yeah. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, it's so hard to say, like, I don't know why there hasn't been more female teams that win. Like, I, I wish that I wish that I had a more specific answer, but like now, like running it, it's, I mean, so much of it is physical and I will argue anyone that says that that rock challenge wasn't physical that <sighs> you both, that you and Kim did, like you're bent over these rocks for hours that's so strenuous on your back and your knees and then tough luck guys leg wasn't over mm -hmm. i mean we had to run how many miles like five miles and then, you know it's just uh, this whether a task specifically looks physical or not it's a very physical race like from from start to mm -hmm. end add the emotional and mental stress that you put on yourself individually and as a team and you know, I don't know if, if it's the physical side that, you know, these female, female teams like haven't been able to overcome. But I think with physical confidence, you need mental and emotional confidence, not just with yourself, but with your partner. And I believed in her physical abilities wholeheartedly. And, you know, she believed in mine and my endurance. But like, yeah, I mean, what it all came down to is when you see your partner is struggling, you have to step up for them. And that was just something that I think we both were very good at. I could see when she was starting to be like, and I was just like, Raquel, it's fine. You know, mm -hmm. it's fine. We got this. I'm proud of you no matter what. And it's the, the thing that wins this race, honestly, is like it is a team effort and you have yeah. to be the best team, like holy it doesn't matter how physical you are. It's it's not, it, you, as we saw, it's not what's going to get you. It's studying. It's Well, no, you, and, but that being, like a lot was made about my note taking, but you guys were like right there too. Yeah. You guys did all that studying too. We did the note taking too, you know, yeah. but it's just ours was that day. Um, yeah. and, and like you said, the imaging, seeing that coin, um, granted the candy was what initially tripped us up, but I didn't think to look at her coin. And it's not, yeah. Anyway. Well, you wouldn't have been able to look at her coin because we were uh, 50 yeah. yards away up in the top and yeah. she had to present it to the Oracle. So yeah. I like, yeah, we've been discussing this a lot and I'm glad that you answered all that. I think you guys also were incredibly, you guys were physically better than us. The only exception being, um, you know, I could jump higher than you, I think was the only time. But as a where, team, where you guys are faster runners. You than guys. Are. Yeah. I mean, we were, we basically the left the mountain challenge. No pen. You were so good at that. Yeah. That was really hard. For well, me. I was you just falling. That. I was so impressed. I just fell very quickly down a mountain without, I fell without losing my balance. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It was the altitude was so hard for me. I, mean, I couldn't even like catch my breath on yeah. that one, but I, we are typically a little bit, I, I would say faster running. Yeah. yeah. No, well, cause he's a super fast runner, but I, and again, I, I tell people, I'm like, I'm not a slow person. Like I can run five miles at a nine minute mile, but you guys run five miles at like a seven thirty or seven yeah, minute mile. Fast. And you guys are so, so I'm like at the very end with the one Oh six, like the vision test that Kayla gets on the first try with her young yeah. eyes, you know, like there was a minute where if we were Dusty and Ryan, maybe there's a world where we could have caught up with you, but Penn's like, let's go. I'm like, there, honey, no, we're good. I'm glad second that, place yeah. is great. I'm glad you mentioned the vision challenge. You guys, I, the, that last day, 
I, I counted it. And if you count you guys getting in front of us briefly on the way off the elevator and then us passing you again um, on the way to the pinata, we had eight lead changes. The two, our two teams had eight lead changes in the finale. Eight. Two episodes, yeah. So one can only assume that if they'd just done a couple of more challenges, there were going to be more. The, the trend that I hated the most about the lead changes were the trend was we passed you guys on the way and you beat us through every roadblock or route info. Mm -hmm. Like, and then we'd pass you on the way and then you'd beat us back. And you'd pass mm -hmm. us on the way, you know, beat us back. But I don't think people can get, can get the gist of, of how insanely back and forth this was compared to other episodes and seasons where they have to kind of fabricate this. This was yeah. really that close. It really was. Yeah. yeah. So many people, we get questions of like, was that editing or how close was it? And I'm like, you know, of course we're not supposed to talk about that, but like, like no, yeah. This was the most intense. I mean, I'm a fan of the show and I'm running it. So obviously I'm biased. I'm like, this is the most intense finale I've ever experienced. You know, obviously I'm the one experiencing it, but even watching it back, I'm like, no guys, like that is how it happened. Like they were ahead. Then we would get ahead. Yeah. They got, they got ahead of us again. Oh no, we're now we're back in the lead. And I'm like, I'm sweating and I've already, I already know what happens. You know, I'm like, oh my God, like this was just so incredibly close. And I like, uh, this is how I wanted it to go down though. Like, you know, it's like, I wanted to run with the best and like we did, we did. You know, like yeah. I, I would not change a single thing. Like it was the best final three that I could have ever asked for. <laughs> mm -hmm. I, yeah, I, it really was. It was three strong teams and the best one won. And it, but it was like, that's how you win, right? It's like you put the best of the best up to the challenge and whoever wins. I mean, that's just, that's the nature of the, of the game. Right. But eight, it was, it was neck and neck. It, it really was. And that's why like we get up there and, you know, Phil's doing his speech about like, you know, I don't even know how, 17 cities, whatever it was. And I'm like, are you, is this real? Like, is, are we, I feel like there should be one more thing. Like, are we, are you sure? Like, I'm waiting for you to tell me this isn't real because it was that, like, it was that <laughs> close. Don't worry. Part of me was like, please, is there one more thing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. And I have to say instantly, like, of course it was euphoric and you imagine it and you do it. And then instantly I felt like crap because I was like, because if I'm a fan, no, but if I'm a fan, I'm rooting for you guys. And so it instantly sucked. And I was, you know, and I knew you guys had taken a minute to compose yourself on the other side. I'm like, and I was like, oh, God, here they come. You know, I was like, oh, God. But that was also, it wasn't just like composing ourselves because like we, like it, it was the title, we dropped the ball. You know, it was on us. It was also that thing of like, we love you guys. And like, I didn't want to, mm -hmm. I didn't want our emotions and like us crying or being upset to take away like the victory that you guys should feel and like how like euphoric that that moment should be for you. Like in my moment, like in the, we were just like, I don't want to go in there and like, like take like because I knew you guys care about us deeply like this cast like we like we're a family like we're not doing it for show like you guys will like be at my future wedding like you guys are going to be my in my life forever you know so I was like I didn't want to take away how awesome that that was for you guys and I was just like I gotta pull it together you know but it's just like it was hard of course it was, it was hard. hard but like we also were like Fuck yeah, for you guys, you know, like that's awesome. You're very, so, yeah. and you have kids, and like this isn't just for you, yeah. like this is for your future and your kids' futures. And it was like, and I, Kim, I, I'm close to several people on the show, but I'm I'm probably closest with you. I love you so much. Like I am so happy that you won this, and you were so flawless. And it was, it was an honor to even run this with you guys because it was like, damn, those sons of. <laughs> you know like they're so good they never mess up like you know when is when is Pang gonna break his leg <laughs> no but seriously it was like it, it just it's beautiful because it's like just to see your kids reactions to you guys you know winning this and it's like that it, was it, my favorite part about you the whole family uh, well, well I'm, like, I'm glad you, they... brought, you brought this win home to your babies like that yeah. that's like as parents like that's got to be the best feeling the whole part best part of this 
And uh, and and I want to echo that my wife was flawless, and she I thought she ran. An Except un- for I made him knock over ninety seven pinatas. That, that wasn't your fault, <laughs> honestly. I keep telling like like we were talking about that pinata thing. We did the only thing we could do. Our donkey was like in between a taco and an ice cream cone, <laughs> and I just had to <laughs> smash the bleep out of like eight hundred. Like, yeah, and, and anyway, and it worked. Fine. So, but uh, you, you no, mentioned. I, I think Kim is on it. I, I think Penn. I think you're both absolutely flawless. But if I had to pick one MVP, maybe just slightly, I, I would pick Kim. I, I there's just you are. Like, like yeah. you, I mean, your note taking and yeah. just your directions and how well you also like did every single roadblock that came your way. I mean, I, I think it's so easy to look at a man and be like, oh, the guy did so well. But it's like, no, like, I mean, Kim, like you are the brains. Like you are equally as smart. Maybe you don't have this ADHD, you know, radar, you know, laser focus that Penn has, but you have so many other insane qualities that, I mean, you know, uh, you right. You won because it was 50, 50, but I'm like, Penn, Kim is, whew, she is solid. When I need, when I need some confidence, I'm just going to call you. I, I agree with yeah. that. I mean, you heard me say it on the show. It, 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 like when it came down, when the chips were down, it was your preparation that made the big difference and you were solid all the way through. That's, that's what Raquel was trying to say. And I agree with her. You, I love that you mentioned uh, that we won it for the babies and we won it for the kids because you have a family as well. I am. I think I'm okay to announce this. Raquel is now married. Raquel has a baby on the way. <laughs> so many wonderful things are happening to our friend Raquel. So, so many congratulations for all of that. We thank you. you. Thank you. It's such an exciting time in my life. It's wild. It's like, it's like everything I've ever wanted in my life. And now I'm here. I'm like, this is crazy. Like I'm, I married my best friend and yeah, we're having a baby, a little baby boy. And, um, it's just, it's uh, so many blessings. I mean, I'm nauseous constantly. So I'm like, oh, child, have it. in the best ways, in the best ways, I'm very lucky, but I'm like, Oh, no one talks about how, you know, exhausting pregnancy can be, especially, you know, the first half of it. But yeah, I mean, my life is, I feel like the best is just beginning. So speaking of that, and Kayla, we're going to get to your life updates in a second, yes. I promise. But yes. I mean, married and a baby, that kind that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but also, Raquel, you were everybody's life coach on the race, but now you can just legit be everybody's life coach. So talk to us about this business you've started and the work you're doing already. Yeah, I just, I feel so honored to have been on the show for, I feel like, you know, I used to be a news reporter and then I was a flight attendant for a while and I still fly, but I've always had a really hard time finding what my purpose was and my passion. And I know that's always been helping people. And so I was, before COVID happened and all this, I was going to go back to grad school and get my degree in clinical psychology. And I went back on the race and everyone's like, you should do life coaching. And then the more people I met, the more people I talked to in the industry, I was like, I should, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then just being on the show and, you know, having, you know, the world kind of see me being calm and poised and collected and in stressful situations, I was like, okay, like this is a great, you know, stepping stone for me to be able to do what I do in life. And, you know, I said this recently, I was like, you know, I might not have won a million dollars, but like I found my purpose and my calling. And, you know, I'm working with a, you know, a handful of clients and like, like they'll call me up and they'll be like, you have changed my life. Like what mm. you have done, I did not recognize this for the last 40 years of my life. And you have brought me so much insight. And it's like, like that feels so good. Like that's why like I'm so happy. It's not just, it's not just the husband. It's not just the baby. It's like, I just feel complete on so many levels. And I'm doing my life's work in a sense, you know, I'm helping people, I'm giving people back. And, you know, all all of my own struggles and my own trials and tribulations in my life has brought me to this moment. And I feel like the amazing race has been such an amazing platform and just the support of, you know, everyone that was on the show. And yeah, I'm really lucky. I'm like, everything is just, like I said, like the best years of my life are beginning. It's truly a blessing. I am so excited for you. And I knew you had this special gift because I am older than you. You know, so sometimes it seems silly to take advice from somebody who's so much younger. Um, but I remember there was a day, I think it was the day after the first Thessaloniki. So you had come from behind, you had finished in second. So we had a great day, but you had, you know, you had struggled. And so you were kind of processing that and you had said something. You're like, you know, it was really tough for me afterwards, but I just need to sit with that. And I need to think about like why that was why I'm feeling like this now. And I just need to sit with that and just feel it for a second mm-hmm. and figure out why. I'm like, no one says that on oh. the amazing race. They throw things. I know. And I'm like, and, and so I, their partner. Yeah. And so I, I use that internally now. I'm like, I'm feeling really anxious. I'm feeling like, like, let me sit with this for a second and think like, let me kind of unravel this and think why, 
why am I feeling like this? Let me feel, let me feel it. And then let me send it on its way. And so again, I know you do so much more and I, you know, if, if somebody works with you, they get that sort of wisdom all the time, but just that, that little statement was really profound. Um, and you just kind of casually threw it out there. So anyway, just yeah. want to point to that. And, uh, and let's make sure, uh, on this YouTube version of it and in other parts of the show notes, we'll make sure and get contact info if people want to reach out to you. It's the Raquel Moore. Yes. If you're still taking on clients. And Kim, most of my clients are like between 45 and 55. I would say like the average age of my clients are older than me. And it's like age is just, it's just a number. Like I'll, you know, if you're 80, let me help you. You know, if you're 17 and struggling, I mean, I have such a wide range of clients, but you know, I always say like, the most important thing is to learn to live in a space of conscious awareness. So when you do have different emotions that arise, you are aware of the thoughts and the feelings. So then you could sit in that space and then you can kind of grow and learn and just be aware of like some of your subconscious reactions to things. So all that good stuff and more I work on. Uh, Let's move on to Kayla. Uh, Kayla, (laughs) are you you married or pregnant? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. So there, let's, we've got that handle, but I'm look, we're looking at Kayla right now. She's in an audio booth. She, I, she has found a real talent in podcasting and trying this medium that we're in right now. She and Dusty did a recap. And I think we can all agree that Dusty may as well not even be there because uh, Kayla is so, no, I'm kidding. Dusty's like the great special sauce, but Kayla is a very talented uh, traffic cop slash bus driver uh, when it comes to content. I don't know how much of this you're going to do, but I just want to compliment you on what you've done in, in your podcast with Dusty. I think that you have a real knack for this. Oh my God. Thank you. It's so funny. Cause I, I like grew up and I would like have random moments where I would have to hear myself talk and I'm like, Oh, is that what I sound like? And I've just embraced it. And you know, if I'm not your cup of tea, that's okay. Uh, but no, it's been so fun. I mean, I've loved this experience so much. Just I've, I've watched the show since middle school. So I, I had a conversation with Dusty on the plane ride where I was like, I want to talk about this. Like I want to be able to share with my friends and family and anyone else out there that, you know, has enjoyed this experience or the show. And I want to give them something that I necessarily didn't have, like, you know, when I watched it just as a fan. And so, no, it's just, it's, it's been so fun, but I promise you once this is over, it is not the last you'll hear of myself or Dusty. We have some big ideas. So if you're interested, please definitely stay tuned. It is yes. Pit Stop podcast, but no, that means so much, especially coming from you guys. It it started off as just a fun project and a way to reflect back. But then I was like, I actually really enjoy this. You guys did a great great job. You I, did. I will say, can, you. can I add something yeah. about Kayla? Yeah. There was a clip of us on the extra YouTubes, the, the YouTubes. <laughs> I'm 87. <laughs> um, and it was, I think it was on at the, the line uh, <laughs> on the, in Portugal. And they, he was asking like, what sort of challenges I was like, yeah. Okay. If there's a karaoke challenge, we got it. Like bring on the karaoke challenge. I don't know. I have now seen Kayla Platt oh, karaoke. And it would not be an easy win for us. And it's not like, it's not what you expect on karaoke. So she, we got to the bar and she's like, the key is that I commit 100%. (laughs) And I knew from then and there, like that I was going to like this, but it's largely like diva slash Disney stuff. And it is a full committal, a lot of pointing and like grasping. There was a pole on the stage that was used. (laughs) In a very tasteful manner. Tasteful. You, yes, you could be a karaoke singer slash podcaster. I will like, by the way, I was feeling bad about ripping on Dusty. I actually think Dusty's fantastic in this podcast too. And I think you guys have both have a future. Yes. So witty in his one liners. Like he's the most creative person that I've ever met. I I just, I can't imagine. I love Raquel, you know, but like, I know like, she doesn't eat, sleep, breathe this, you know, she has like much bigger and better things going on in her life. So I was like, Dusty, no. let's do this. Yeah, no, he's, he's incredible. But yeah, I'm, I'm all about commitment. If you're going to do something, you got to do it a whole hundred percent. And I definitely well, do that with karaoke and other things in my life. <laughs> little, little did you know, when we lived in New York city, there was a karaoke bar, like a 10 minute walk from her house that Kayla was a regular at. So uh, she doesn't give all her secrets away. <laughs> She's been practicing is what you're saying. Well, you know, some people want to go play just, pool or like go take shots. I'm like, I want to go sing some Disney songs. <laughs> <laughs> she became bipolar doing the Beauty and the Beast. Like, I didn't even know that was a karaoke option. 
Um, oh my god, do we have videos of this? I need uh, videos. There are I some videos. I have, a, I have a slow-mo shot of her like supporting one of her friends singing karaoke. So Raquel flew That's home wonderful. like a responsible yeah. mother-to-be. She was there for the finale and then was responsible. And ha- Oh, not just responsible. I had to get married. You got married like the next day. Yeah. That was Yeah, odd. I had to get married. It was yeah. a big I know, week. I know, it was a lot that week. I know. I was like, I got to go, though. I got to go. I can't. I can't not go, but I was like, whew, that was a lot. That was a lot. Growing <laughs> the pregnancy, you're like, oh, I'm exhausted. <laughs> and I love how Kayla was Glad like, I, I just tapped on her door so lately. I was like, girl, you were banging on her door in the yeah. middle of the it's like, <laughs> and then, you know, you have crazy dreams when you're pregnant. And I was like, well, the first time, you know, I had like this pounding on my door. I was like in this dream and I'm like, oh my God, what's happening in my dream? And then, and then uh, my phone was buzzing and then I hear more pounding and I'm like, is it the police? Like what's happening? I was like, oh, it's just Kayla. It's just Kayla. Kayla um, so back to the race real quick. What is the thing you packed that you were so glad you did? Mine was the compass. It didn't get a lot of airtime, although I was wearing it around my neck during the rock challenge. <laughs> That sounds so silly, but just even though I'm following myself on the map or, you know, my whole thing was about like orientation, right? Like, where do we start? Where are we going? And what direction is that? Or even if I didn't take necessarily the right road or the right highway, (laughs) uh, I at least knew, okay, we are going in the right direction. That was my like source of comfort. That and my glasses. (laughs) Nice. Someone goes, yeah, in your podcast, she's like, she's not wearing glasses, so why'd she wear them on TV? Because I wanted to see. Here, it's not as important. What I was doing. (laughs) Compass and glasses. Mine would be, I brought a book by Eckhart Tolle called A New Earth, and it was just, it's very grounding, and um, I don't know, I I just, it, it brings me a lot of joy and inner peace, and, you know, the more calm and peaceful I could be, you know, I feel like the better, uh, I performed on the race. So it was just, I don't know, it was my little bit of my sanity, you know, mm-hmm. it's like my therapist away from home. <laughs> was there something that you brought that you would have ditched that you, you felt like you didn't need to bring? Um, I'm going to answer this one for Raquel because in the start of the race, she brought a probably 10 to 12 pound blow dryer. And the that first- was <laughs> the size of Akbar's foot. It was massive. Um, and I was like, Raquel, you did not bring that. And she would, I would tell people like, guys, look at this blow dryer Raquel. And she would get so mad at me. She was so embarrassed. I was like, don't. I was like, don't like, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't want my hair to look terrible, you know? And then I realized this, I can go around. Okay. I was ridiculous, but I was like, Kayla, this is a secret. No one knows about She's like exposing me. I'm vulnerable. The second go around, you can obviously see that we downsized our pack significantly. Uh, The first and the first thing that had to go was Raquel's blow dryer. But the thing that I brought that I definitely did not need was an extra pair of shoes, actually. Oh. Um, my dad made these insane lists That's of like so things that, like he would watch and be like, oh, well, this one time they they ran in the water and their soles got sh- like soaking wet and then you have to go the next day and then they couldn't dry and they didn't have dry shoes and now they got blisters and now they lost, you know? So I was like, oh my God, I need an extra pair of shoes. I quickly realized I I was like, those gotta go. So that, that was my thing was an extra pair of tennis shoes in case they got wet. And I was like, eh, they gotta go. <laughs> we brought water shoes. Did- so we had an extra oh, yeah, pair. Smart. Yeah. That's smart. I probably, I brought um, a ton of stuff for laundry, like these laundry sheets and they just took up room and they were kind of heavy and I just didn't need them. And they, they, they stunk. They were terrible. They didn't really even work. So I probably would have ditched that. We all bought so much winter gear. The first time. With the assumption that, no, and we brought winter gear the second time too, babe. I I know, but I've just brought like a light puffy coat. Yeah. But I mean, there, there was gloves. You brought gloves. We brought like no, I just brought work gloves. I didn't bring okay. um, winter gloves. Yeah, okay, that's true. But I, my, my point is, mm-hmm. we never needed any of it. We never, it never got yeah. cold on that second uh, second restart. I had a was, big black in the same area. coat that I had strapped on the bottom of my thing. And I, like every leg, I'd be like, oh, should I ditch this? Do I need this? It wasn't heavy. It was more so just like a like a spatial awareness on my back kind mm-hmm. of thing that I don't, I don't think I really needed, uh, which I did actually end up ditching before LA, but none of the winter stuff we needed. I forgot about that. I kind of oh. needed my little puffy coat a few times because I get cold. <laughs> I get cold. In the hotel room. In the hotel room. <laughs> I love you guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys soon. See you soon. <laughs> love you. Thank you. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.